This is the John Oakley Show podcast. What a great day for talk radio. By the way, it's prom season. Did you know about this? And uh, as a consequence, it got a little unruly out in Stouffville earlier this morning or late last night. Individual shot to death and a couple of young people have been charged. It was a case where, I guess, a, a rural home, more or less rural, I guess it was uh, off uh, Elgin Mills Road, I think it was, in a 48. Uh, anyway, long story short, uh, these parties now that uh, take place because somebody does rent their domicile through Airbnb or the sharing economy, uh, up to 1500 bucks a night. I think it was listed for 1500 a night. This particular property that had previously been listed on uh, a real estate listing for $2.3 million to sell, I guess they decided it'd be more lucrative to uh, rent it out on a piecemeal basis in the interim. But uh, nonetheless, when you've got a congregation of hundreds of young people after a prom and this kind of stuff ensues, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I've got to talk about these parties at some point. There's all kinds of weird stuff going on with the party scene. had a young man tell me the other day about attending a gender reveal party. You know about this? Gender reveal? Apparently, <laughs> I thought, well, okay, everybody gets to self-identify now and maybe somebody's going to drop the news. Uh, no, it's uh, in the case of his niece is, uh, or rather his cousin, rather. His cousin has uh, come down with child or she's about to give, but they don't know the gender, but the party is going to be where the revelation occurs. So <laughs> it's just an excuse, I guess, to get together, uh, whoop it up and dispense with the gifts. How about that? All right. Well, I got to talk about this uh, prom party phenomenon a little later in the hour. Conrad Black's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. But uh, joining us on the line now, Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, because all parties in Ontario have gotten together for a big confab up in Muskoka. Uh, That means Doug Ford is up there. I just saw him on a monitor surveying the flood damage. You've also got Andrea Horvath from the NDP uh, and Mike Schreiner from the Greens. So let's get Rocco in uh, here, and maybe he can tell us, because this uh, Ontario Chamber of Commerce is sponsoring the CONFAB, as I mentioned. What's the point and purpose? Rocco, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, Johnny. Always a great day for talk radio, but a very difficult um, set of days in uh, in Muskoka. A lot of people hurting, um, a lot of damage, and uh, the water hasn't fully crested yet, so more... Uh, more to come. Um, we at the Ontario Chamber of Commerce are having our 107th annual uh, annual general meeting. We have uh, almost 100 uh, chambers represented from every corner of uh, of the province, and all of the provincial leaders had agreed to uh, to come up when we were planning this. We didn't obviously know about the. Uh, the flooding to come, and uh, um, you know, we thought about whether to do it. And the community really wanted uh, the business to continue and the and the injection into uh, into the economy. So we 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 brought uh, the AGM here, and I'm I'm proud to say that um, um, the OCC, because it was the 107th, um, donated 170. Uh, Dollars to the Muskoka Victim Services. Uh, that's been matched by our our board, and we've challenged the boards of the other local um, chambers. Ajax Pickering's uh, Advisory Council has has matched, and and certainly encourage all of uh, all of your listeners. You know, people think of Muskoka 
and they think of the million-dollar cottages, and and yeah, they're they're here, and there's a lot of boathouses that I went by that um, uh, that are, are being flooded out. But there are thousands of people who live uh, year-round in Muskoka, many with very modest means. Um, let me just and, ask you. Uh, let me stop you. Let me stop you for a second, there, Rocco. Uh, number one, how do you flood out a boathouse? Uh, well, it's interesting. You you set up the. Uh, you set up the boathouse and you've got, uh, you know, sort of side uh, panels, drawers, and, and, and so on, and it's actually well above uh, where, the, uh, where the bottom typically meets uh, the water in a regular season. Well, I know I understand. I would have thought there'd yeah. be uh, some leeway or latitude given for waves cresting. I just don't know. I guess the water is so high. Now, you're up in Minette, which is between Lakes Rosso and Joe. Uh, yes. Where are you at? Red Leaves or uh, uh, no, the Marriott? We're, we're here at the Marriott. It's a right. beautiful, beautiful resort. Okay. Well, all right. And so uh, everybody, all the provincial leaders are up there as well to participate? Uh, they are. We had uh, the premier today. We had uh, Andrea Horbath and uh, interim liberal leader John Fraser. And tomorrow morning, we'll be joined by Mike Schreiner as well. All right. And so the idea is to uh, get Ontario moving, or, or at least to uh, foster a business climate. Would you say is everybody on the same page as far as that's concerned? Uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, even in the conversations with uh, with Andrea Horvath today, you know, clearly uh, there are lots of issues where uh, the business community and, and the NDP disagree, but there are lots of areas uh, where we have common cause and uh, where we look to, uh, to work together. And uh, we all have the common goal that... Uh, we want uh, we want the province to um, to prosper and succeed because there's no better way of in, of ensuring a good quality of life than good quality jobs. Well, since you're there anyway, I mean, I don't know if you've spoken to the locals, but uh, because of the flood damage, uh, I don't know how prevalent it is in that part where you're at, but certainly around uh, Bracebridge. Yeah. Well, Muskoka Lakes, I guess uh, we can say uh, it's all around there, and Huntsville had uh, suffered as well, but that's been abated. Doug Ford's promised to do whatever's necessary to help these people out, and there is a fund that they can tap into up to uh, $250,000, I guess. Uh, question is, uh, can you see that being something that should be on offer for those folks up there? Look at, uh, you know, obviously those who are well insured, that's what uh, insurance is for. I, I hope that funding is really geared to um, those of very modest um, means who, because of the modest means, have not been able to insure. And, you know, these are not the people living in the big, um, in the big properties. And, uh, you know, got to give a big shout out to the reservists and the Canadian forces who uh, are up here in significant numbers, um, you know, filling sandbags, helping to uh, uh, shore up sides of uh, sides of side roads uh, where there, um, there are real difficulties and real problems. All right. I don't know if you heard earlier uh, in the program we were talking about the ruling that came out of the Saskatchewan Court of Appeal. Uh, as yes, to... I did. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts representing on the Ontario Chamber of Commerce? 60,000 members. I mean, business obviously would be impacted with a carbon tax. It's uh, no secret you've suggested uh, that this is something that business is going to feel uh, directly. 
100%. Now, do you believe, uh, in the case of the Saskatchewan Court of Appeal, it was a 3-2 to two ruling that said this was primarily in the national interest for the feds to establish whatever criteria they wanted with a regulatory whatever. Uh, it's They're not calling it a tax, but the dissent said, no, it should be left to the provinces to decide how they want to go about this and protecting their own manufacturing and business and so on and so forth, including resource extraction companies, as would be the case with Alberta. Uh, which side do you fall on in that? Well, look, at our our preference is that this is solved without uh, the courts. It's clearly a split decision. I fully expect it to, uh, to be uh, appealed. Our, our issue is not um, that uh, we oppose carbon taxes in principle. In fact, the Canadian Chamber of Commerce uh, is on record along with uh, lots of uh, conservative thinkers, including Preston Manning, uh, who said putting a, a price on carbon can be a market way of, of assisting in these issues, but only if it's truly uh, revenue neutral that the funds go back to businesses to invest in uh, conservation and, uh, and more energy efficient uh, technologies. That's not what this is. Uh, unfortunately, and it's it's why our uh, national CEO Perrin Beatty in, in Ottawa has called it, um, you know, a, a poorly disguised income redistribution plan because what the government, the federal government, is telling consumers is don't worry about the extra money you're going to pay at the tanks, you're going to get a rebate that's worth more than that. Well, the the only way governments give more money than they take in from a certain body is is to take it out of other people. And we know what that means in the business community. It means coming out of the business community. And, and we're already uh, have significant issues with competitiveness uh, globally and with our partners to uh, to the south of the border. Um, so we're uh, we're not big fans of the way it's uh, it's been uh, designed. Uh, and as I said, we, we hope it can be solved without that. And ultimately, it's going to get litigated uh, not so much in the courts as in uh, the court of popular opinion and, and the, the next federal election where the people of Canada will decide. Well, and that's interesting, too, because this may not even make it to the Supreme Court, the Saskatchewan case, or any uh, follow-up from Ontario, depending on how the ruling goes here before our Court of Appeal because there may be a change in government come October. We don't know, but, I mean, that is a, a prospect. Let me ask you, you know, I, your members, I mean, have they spelled it out rather clearly and emphatically that uh, this is more than just a carbon tax because there's so much regulation and red tape that this engenders that that's equally uh, injurious to their doing business effectively and uh, efficiently? Absolutely. And again, you know, the Canadian Chamber has been very clear and put out a report about the sort of the pancaking. Uh, This is an IHOP, all you can eat, you know, regulation and layer and tax on tax. Um, And that's not um, that's not the kind of carbon tax that a a Preston Manning uh, would have supported or that uh, the original resolutions envisioned uh, through the chamber movement were about. All right. Well, Rocco, uh, enjoy your time up there in Muskoka. Uh, You've gone there before the black fly season, so your timing couldn't be better. (laughs) (laughs) Well, aside from the the flooding, and look, our hearts and uh, prayers go out to uh, those who are affected. And again, 
Um, the Muskoka Victim Services uh, have a great website. You can do- donate right on there and uh, make a difference for um, uh, for our friends and neighbors. All right. Duly noted. Thanks as always, Rocco. We'll talk to you, uh, I'm sure, next week at some point. Great pleasure. Thanks, Johnny. Rocco Rossi, the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, holding a confab up in Minette in the heart of the Muskoka region. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.